Welcome to the Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Terry Eugene Mackey. Today's topic, I've learned my lesson, derived from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 6, verse 1 through 15. Let's go in. I want to preach with the Lord's help and your assistance today about I finally learned my lesson. That's what I want to preach about today. I've learned my lesson. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I don't know what life has taught you, but it's time to learn your lesson. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap of praise, will you? You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. I've, I've learned my lesson. Tell the neighbor behind you, I've learned, I've learned. I've learned, I've learned, I've learned my, well, don't lie in church, tell somebody I'm learning, (laughs) I'm learning, I'm on my way to learn, but I'm, I'm learning my, my, my lesson. During the course of this series, we have began to examine many of the characters in the motion picture, The Lion King. We've examined Mufasa. We've looked at Simba. We've looked at Timon and Pumbaa. But today I want us to look at that mandrel. We call him a monkey. But this mandrel called Rafiki. Because remember Rafiki, when Simba was making his way back to his homeland to declare his place in the circle of life, Rafiki takes a staff and just whops him over the head. And he said, why do you do that for? He said, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. And then remember, he gives this penetrating yet powerful principle about our past. He said, I believe that you either can run from your past or even you can learn from your past. And a whole lot of us today are running from our past. But I've come by to tell you today that you don't have to run from your past because God wants you to learn from your past because all of us in here have a past. Oh, don't try to sit there sanctimoniously today. All of us got some skeletons in our closet. All of us got a past. But I come to tell you today that you don't have to run from your past anymore because God did not make you to be a prisoner of your past. He made you to be a product of your past because he whom the Son sets free. I wish I had some company in here. Is free in Don't run from it, but learn from it. And in the pivot of our preachment today, David learns and does not run from his past. David now at the time of our text has become the king of Israel and he wanting to be successful in his reign knows he needs the Ark of the Covenant. 
The Ark of the Covenant was this box that was laden with gold that had cherubims on top of it. And between those cherubims resided the mercy seat. And it is believed that there is where God resides. The Ark of the Covenant was the visible manifestation of God's presence because David knew that although he was the king and although he had power and although he had prestige and although he had popularity he knew he needed the presence of the Lord and I don't know who I'm talking to today but in your quest for power in your quest for prestige in your quest for prominence in your quest for popularity you need the presence of the Lord because in his presence is fullness of joy I wish I had somebody to help me and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Is there anybody in here that can say, I don't need more power. I don't need more popularity. I need the presence of the Lord. Well, if you need the presence of the Lord, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall be in my mouth oh yes he know he needs the presence of the Lord and the Bible says in verse 3 with about 30,000 men accompanying him he is pulling the ark of the covenant he's pulling the presence of the Lord he's pulling that which represents God on an ox and the Bible says that Uzzah, when the oxen stumbles, he decides he's going to touch the visible manifestation of God's presence. He decides he's going to touch it because he doesn't want the presence of the Lord to fall. And so he puts his hand out. Y'all don't hear me. I said he doesn't want the presence of the Lord to fall. So he puts his hand out to try to manage God's presence. I wish I had time to talk that everybody don't need to put their hands out trying to manage God's presence, trying to handle God's presence. And the Bible says God gets so infuriated that he takes Uzzah out right on the spot. And the Bible says, brothers and sisters, uh, that David becomes angry. He becomes afraid and he calls a cease and desist to transport the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. But after he heard about how the presence of the Lord was blessing Obed-Edom's house, he goes back. He resumes his journey and he begins this time 13 says says that when he's carrying bringing in the ark of the covenant that this particular time he's not pulling it on an ox cart but he's lifting it up he's having priests to lift it up and bring it into Jerusalem y'all didn't catch what I just threw I said the first time when he messed up when he had a stain in his past he's trying to pull the presence of the Lord but 
this time he's lifting up the presence of the Lord. They tell me the third time is a charm. The first time he's trying to pull God's presence. But the next time he's lifting up God's presence. And the problem is that too many of us are trying to pull God and tell God what to do. Trying to pull God to fix it the way we want him to. But show God ain't your time ain't to pull God. Your job is to lift him. And I got some lifters that say I didn't come to try to pull God my way. I came to lift him. Why? Because if I stop pulling and I start lifting, he'll start pulling me in the direction he wants me to go. He'll pull me to Bible class. He'll pull me to Sunday school. He'll pull me to love my neighbor even when they've mistreated me. Can I get some people here just to start lifting your hand like this and tell your neighbor I'm lifting him so he can pull me. I see some folks still lifted because you need him to keep on pulling you and order his steps. According to his word. Okay. Why, why is it that the first time he tries to pull him, but the next time he lifts up the presence of the Lord? Can I tell you? This is a one-point sermon. I don't know if I ever do this again, but tell your neighbor this is a one-point sermon. <laughs> and the one-point sermon is the reason why he lifts the second time when he pulled the first time is because he learned. You, you got it. He learned his lesson. And here is the lesson that he learned. Whenever you don't follow God's word and do what you want to do instead of what God's word tells you to do, trouble is on its way to your house. Tell your neighbor you gotta you gotta follow. God's word because James 1 and 22 says we're just not to be hearers of the word but we gotta be doers of the word is where you, you gotta follow God's word it, it reminds me of a big George Foreman I, I know some of you all may not remember but George Foreman was a World heavyweight champion. But I know many of you know him now because of the George Foreman grills that adorn your kitchens. But before the George Foreman grill, he was a heavyweight boxer. And in George Foreman's book entitled God in My Corner, when he was heading to Africa to go against Muhammad Ali, Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, nobody's fast as me. That Muhammad Ali over in the rumble, in the jungle, he says his friend gave him a Bible for good luck. 
And he took that Bible. Thinking that having the Bible in his hand would give him the victory in the ring against Muhammad Ali. But when Muhammad started doing the rope a and fooled him to give all he had, then Muhammad comes out and he defeats George Foreman. And George Foreman says in his book that he threw away his Bible because the Bible did not give him the victory. But George said when he grew up in God, he found out that the Bible does not give you power because you possess it. But the Bible only gives you power when you open it up and believe it and follow it because the Bible is not a good luck charm. The Bible is a road map for you to follow because Jesus says that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Tell somebody, you got to follow God's word. But, but here it is. The reason why many of us cannot follow the word is because we have not feasted on the word. See, a lot of us, our problem is not following the word. It's feasting on the word because you can't follow what you're not feasting on. A whole lot of us are not reading the word of God to apply it to our lives. Uh, uh, watch this, children of God. Uh, uh, Lifeway research statistics says that one, y'all listening, that 40% of Christians read their Bible occasionally. Can I give you another statistic? It says one in five Christians have never read the Bible. How can God order your steps in his word when you don't know the word in order to follow him? How can you follow what you don't even know? You've got to open up the Bible. Read it so you can apply it to your very life. Tell your neighbor, you got to read, you got to read, you got to, you, you got to open up the Bible and read what the Bible has to say. Maybe that's why when the Jehovah's Witness knock on your door,
Many of us pull down the shades. Many of us close the curtains. Many of us tell the children, be quiet. Turn the radio off, turn the TV off. Then the Jehovah's Witness holler. Is there anybody here you holler? No. <laughs> Why? Because you're scared. Because you know that you don't know enough of this book to defend the gospel and you can't defend what you haven't read and you can't defend what you don't know. Uh, 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 this week, I, I know you've been on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you've been listening to the debate as to who has the best chicken sandwich. <laughs> Is it Chick-fil-A? Tried and true? Are these newcomers called Popeyes? And uh, I don't know if you saw my video, but on Thursday evening, I, I couldn't take it anymore, Pat. I got in that line. Come on, help me, somebody. I waited my turn, and I got a classic, and I got a spices. Come out of the tumble. Talk to me in here. And when I ate that chicken, when I ate that Popeye's chicken sandwich, I said, Lord, thank you for the life of this chicken that gave his life that I may live. Because it's some Holy Ghost. I know, Robert Body, I saw some of y'all that y'all disagreed with me. That that, that that sandwich will make you move. Sandwich will do something for you. And guess what, y'all? Uh, you can't go to Chick-fil-A today because they closed. I'm hearing, I'm through. <laughs> Listen at this. With all the time you spent on Facebook, you need to get off Facebook and put your face in the book. <laughs> I wish somebody would talk to me because the word have I hid in my heart. But, but you can't follow the word if you have not feasted on the word. I, I, I'm gone, church. I told you I just got a one point sermon that you, you got to follow the word. You got to learn your lesson and stop doing it your way and start doing it God's way I, I'm gone I, I'm finished but before I leave you I close with an illustration that I learned from Dr. Fred Sampson 
who pastored the Tabernacle Baptist Church in, in Detroit, Michigan, Michigan. Samson said that on the same corner of his church is also a cleaner's, it's a car wash, and it's a beauty shop on the same corner. And he says the common denominator between the cleaners, the car wash, and the beauty shop is you come in one way. But you leave out a different way. You, you, you go to the cleaners. The clothes are wrinkled and dirty when they go in. And if, if they still wrinkled and dirty when you come out, you need to find you another cleaners. But when they come out, they're pressed and pretty. When you go to the car wash, the car is dirty going in. But it's clean coming out. When you go to the beauty shop, your hair is standing up like this. But when you come out, that thing is fried, dyed, and laid to the side. Somebody talk to me in here. When you come out, But if I can go to the cleaners, if I can go to the beauty shop, if I can go to the car wash and go in one way and come out differently, when I come to church, do I come in one way and I leave the same way I came and if somebody sat in your seat if somebody said the wrong thing to you you can come in church one way and leave out worse than when you came in why, why is it that only in the church we come in one way and still leave out the same way we came. Can I tell you why it is? Because we don't want to obey what the Word of God says. I, I'm going to paint it, the picture for you. You go to the cleaners, and the man tells you, put down your clothes right here. Put your pants over here. You're going to get light starch in these pans. You do whatever he tells you to do. When you go to the car wash, the man says, you go to the right, if he tells you to go right. You go to the left, if he told you to go right. Then you put your car in neutral when he tells you to do so. You're obedient whatever he tells you to do 
And then you go to the beauty salon. The hairdresser said, put your head down. You put your head down. Move your head to the left. You put your head to the left. Move your head to the right. You put your head to the right. Put your hand over your ear. You put your hand over your ear. You do whatever they tell you to do. And if you can do what a beautician tell you to do. If you can do what the car wash man tell you to do. If you can do what the cleaning man tell you to do. You ought to be able to do what God told you to do. And he woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. Can I get somebody to say, I'm going to follow what the word of God says do. Because the grass is going to wither. The flower will fade. But the word, I said the word. The word of our God shall stand forever. Is there anybody here that's going to stand on the word of God? Is there anybody here that's going to follow the word of God? Is there anybody here that's going to feast on the word of God? As we stand all over the room, we cannot claim of God and we don't read the word of God if an apple a day keeps the doctor away a word a day can keep depression away Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org, to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.